Hello and welcome to Homicide Inc. I'm Peter Von Gom. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about a brutal murder that took place in Indonesia, Bali to be specific. Sheila Von Wies, a wealthy academic from Chicago, was on vacation with her daughter, Heather. They were having a great time. That is, until Heather's boyfriend, Tommy, turned up and Von Wies turned up dead. I don't regret killing my mother. And as evil as that may sound, that's my reality. I made it up in my heart, in my mind, my soul, in my blood, in the oxygen running through my body, that I wanted to kill my mother. The voice and face of the killer go viral on YouTube. It's 2015, and Mac was found guilty of killing her mother during a holiday in Indonesia. Now, how did this upper-class American rich kid with a $1.6 million inheritance to her name end up in one of the most notorious prisons in Indonesia? Here's how it all went down. James L. Mack was a household name in Chicago. A jazz composer, a lot of internationally famous Southside musicians passed under his tutelage, and he was a producer for many popular labels. With two marriages under his belt, already father to four daughters and a son, in the twilight of his career, and with failing health, the last thing anyone expected was James Mack to stand at the altar for bride number three, Sheila Von Wies Mack. But he did, and in 1995, the couple had a daughter, Heather Mack. It's 2006. They're on a family vacation to Greece. James Mack had a pulmonary embolism and died. His body was left in the morgue cooler while Von Wies whisked her 10-year-old daughter Heather off to the picturesque island of Santorini to continue their vacation. After all, the flight from Chicago was a doozy. Why cut the trip short? And trust me, guys, I've spent time on Santorini. They made the right choice. It's gorgeous, and the sunset on the tip of the island in the picturesque village of Ia is smashing. The white stucco homes clustered along the cliffs, overlooking the deep blue Aegean Sea. Oh Lord, they definitely made the right choice. Mac Daddy wasn't going anywhere. Leaving pops on ice while the girls continued to vacation would, you'd think, show a special mother-daughter bond. But you would be mistaken. Following James Mack's death, all hell broke loose at their home in the Oaks Park Historic District. It's an upscale suburb west of Chicago, popular with tourists, and on this particular day, a different type of crowd. Cops. Between January 2004 and June 2013, the Oak Park Police received 86 calls from the Mack residence, reports that ranged from theft missing persons, domestic violence, and 911 prank calls. Add to that, from the age of nine, Heather Mack was physically violent with her mother. Incidents such as the following. January 2010, Mack punched her mother's broken ankle. November 2010, Von Wies walked in on Mack taking nude photos of herself. Well, who doesn't do that? Not the walking in on folks taking the shots, but taking the shots. February 2011, Mac pushed her mother to the ground so hard 
that Von Weiss broke her arm. Then she cut the phone lines so Mom couldn't call 911. Damn. Should have named her Chucky. In April 2011, Mac bit her mother. A few months later, when Mom complained about the biting incident, Mac threatened that she would beat her over the head next time. Lovely. It's December 2011, and the troubled 16-year-old really lost her cool and was arrested on domestic battery charges after Von Weiss called the police. She was found guilty and ordered to attend mandatory counseling with a focus on anger management. Helpful? Not really. The violence continued unabated. Mac locked her mother in a closet and stole a thousand bucks from her. Another time, she had an outburst at a parent-teacher conference that ended with her tearing her mom and the teacher a new one before bolting from the school. And in November 2012, again the police were called because Mac had bitten her mother again. So much for the adage, once bitten, twice shy. This pattern of abuse was endless. Yet, Von Wies was resolute in not pressing any charges on her daughter. Now that's love. She even refused to allow police officers to photograph her daughter's bite mark. She admitted that while she knew Mac needed help, she didn't think jail would help. So where is all this going, you may be wondering. Well, just wait. Things had just been simmering. It was about to come to a rolling boil. Heather Mack started dating an older guy, Tommy Schaefer. He was an unemployed rapper who went by the name Tommy X. Planned Parenthood evidently was not in the family discussions at the Mack residence as Heather became pregnant, twice. Von Weiss intervened both times and made Mack abort the pregnancies. To keep the two lovers apart, Von Weiss sold the house and moved them to Gold Coast, Chicago. Even so, by August 2014, Von Weiss was again at the end of her ropes. Her now 18-year-old dropout daughter had come to the house, stolen several items, before disappearing as she often did. Von Weiss had also just found out that Heather was eight weeks pregnant. Again. Now, what they both needed was a break, a change of scenery, distance from Chicago and Tommy X. What they needed was Bali, Indonesia, another awesome choice of destinations, I might add. What they lacked in harmony, they made up for in very good vacation spots. Now, could they just get along? How could they not? The Ketchak dances, fabulous beaches, forever smiling locals, plates of some of the tastiest dishes in Southeast Asia. Mother and daughter arrived in Bali on a first-class flight on the 4th of August. They went whitewater rafting, late-night safaris, which, by the way, I have done, and they're awesome, guided tours of the elephant parks, scenic forests, temples, and rice terraces. And they took many smiling pictures together. Maybe they were on the mend, finally. Or perhaps... It just seemed that way. Well, one evening, Von Weiss got a bit tipsy and fell. Having trouble sleeping from pain, she took some sedatives and was out. Now, this next bit is outrageous and unforgivable as a parent. 
This chick was such a pain in the ass. A week into their Bali getaway, and missing her scuzzy boyfriend that mom tried so desperately to distance her from, Mac snatched a credit card from her sleeping mom and booked a $12,000 business class flight for Schaefer. Man, the nerve. I can't even fathom the balls needed to pull something like this. She had to know her mom would absolutely flip, and perhaps that was the rush she was looking for. It's 3 a.m. on August 12th. A frantic Von Wies appears in the lobby of the hotel. She'd just woken up and couldn't find her daughter. Just as hotel security began searching for Heather, the missing teen turns up. As Von Wies demanded to know where Mac had been, the manager informed her that a second room had been reserved with her credit card. What second room? Von Wies demanded. The manager showed her who had checked in three hours earlier, a photocopy of Tommy Schaefer's passport photograph. Tommy X was back. Von Wies was rightfully livid. Now she knew where the missing Mac had been. What in the hell is he doing here? Von Wies barked. Who is paying for his hotel bill? Who paid for his flight? As the two women walked off, Von Wies was heard telling Mac she planned to pursue credit card charges once they were back home in Chicago. All this captured on the hotel lobby's camera records the last time Von Wies would be seen alive. If the walls of room 616 saw what happened in the early hours of August the 13th, they aren't talking. But... At 11.26 a.m., Mac and Schaefer asked for a luggage cart and wheeled out three pieces of luggage, including one wrapped in a bedsheet and duct tape. Very subtle. They wheeled their baggage across the lobby of the five-star resort, refusing staff assistance, much to the bewilderment of hotel personnel. What five-star hotel guests caddy their own luggage? Staff at the front desk stopped them to remind them of their hotel bill, and noticed that the biggest suitcase wrapped in sheets had red spots on it. When she asked about it, Mac assured her that it was just lipstick, blood red. They went out to the taxi stand with their cart and bundled the suitcases into a waiting cab. The couple told the driver they were going back into the hotel to check out, and he should not touch their luggage while they were gone. For one long hour, the taxi driver waited for them to return. Eventually, he called on hotel security to leave the luggage with them. As he began to unload the suitcases, the hotel security immediately noticed the large red stain expanding on the sheet covering the suitcase. Hotel security searched for the couple, but the duo was long gone. The cab driver went to the police station with his cab and its gruesome contents. Officers, fearing the worst, opened the silver suitcase and found the brutalized body of half-naked Sheila Von Wies. As an investigator, my first question would be which half, and what role did that play in the murder? Police stormed the St. Regis Hotel. There, the hotel CCTV showed Mac and Schaefer had scaled the resort's back wall, crossed the road, hailed another taxi, and disappeared. 
Police put all taxis and hotels in the area on high alert for the couple. By 8.30 a.m. the next day, the two were tracked to a hotel barely a mile away from St. Regis. Criminals, if you're going to go on the run, how about making it worth the chase? They were immediately arrested and taken into custody. Mack and Schaefer told the police that they had been attacked by an armed gang of six who had broken into their room at the hotel, killed Von Wies, and then kidnapped them. They had only just managed to escape. How terrifying! But their testimony contradicted that of the taxi driver, hotel staff, and the hotel CCTVs. The hotel staff said that after Mack and Schaefer had dropped their luggage in the taxi, they had come to the front desk and said Von Wies had insisted she would pay when she checked out later. Of course, unbeknownst to them, she had already checked out, folded up, inside a suitcase. Half naked. But we still don't know which half. Mac had also demanded that they empty the safety deposit box her mother had with them. The staff refused both requests. Von Wies had left specific instructions to keep her things away from Heather. She was learning, but a little too late. The couple then disappeared back into the hotel, saying they needed to get their remaining bags. But they never returned. I guess we can assume that armed gang forced them to climb that wall out back? Yeah. Police also discovered that the couple had gone to the airport where they hoped to secure new passports to exit the country. At the immigration center, they were informed they would need to first make a report at the U.S. consulate. After this disappointing news flash, they took a cab to the hotel where they were later apprehended. Under interrogation, the two lovebirds turned jailbirds got a stiff dose of reality when they learned that in Indonesia, the authorities don't play around when it comes to crimes of drugs and murder. Peeing their pants with the threat of death by firing squad, Mack and Schaefer, who had been uncooperative, decided to tell the truth, which it really wasn't. These kids were playing with fire. Schaefer said he had been in Von Wies's hotel room to tell her that Mac was pregnant. Again? Jeez, what's this, the fourth or fifth time? He's an out-of-work rapper, but he could certainly make a living selling his stuff to a fertility clinic. The guy's a stud. According to Mr. Condom, what's that? Von Wies had been irate, as you would be, calling him racial slurs and threatening to cut the unborn baby from Mac. I don't believe that for a second. No grandmother-to-be would dream of such a thing. The heated argument then devolved into a physical altercation when Von Wies started to choke him out. Good for her. Schaefer then reached for a heavy fruit bowl and proceeded to beat Von Wies to death in self-defense. Max said Schaefer had wanted them to leave Von Wies's body and go on the run. But Mac didn't want to leave her mother in Bali in any condition, dead or alive. So, they wrapped Von Wies's body in a bedsheet and stuffed her into a suitcase, snapping her neck in the process. Now, this new story was at odds with what police found on the phones they had left behind. From the moment Schaefer had landed in Indonesia till he went into Von Wies's room, the two lovers 
had been plotting how to kill von Wies. Originally, Mac was supposed to kill her mother herself, but couldn't go through with it. She had asked Schaefer to come with something they could use to hit von Wies on the head. Then, Mac could just say her mother had gotten drunk and fallen. CCTV captured Schaefer going to von Wies's room with a fruit bowl hidden under his shirt. In the hotel gardens, three suitcases belonging to Mac were found. Inside were several blood-soaked hotel towels from von Wies's room. Mac and Schaefer were found guilty and sentenced to 10 and 18 years, respectively. Mac was seen as an accomplice and Schaefer the main perpetrator. The years in prison have not been kind to Tommy Schaefer. However, the same can't be said for Heather Mack, who basked in her newfound fame. Heather gave birth to their daughter, Stella Schaefer, in 2015. We already know who the dad is. Indonesian prisons allow female prisoners to have their babies with them up until the age of two. Mac used this to her advantage, smiling for the paparazzi every time she went to doctor appointments outside the prison for checkups. She also had access to a phone and would share pictures and videos of her and her daughter on social media. When Stella turned two, she was taken to be fostered by an Indonesian woman. Mac's social media content soon changed from doting mother to party girl. Videos of her smoking, dancing, partying, and caressing her prison gal pal, a fellow inmate. After serving just seven years of her sentence, Mac was released. Indonesia is known for early releases. Mac talked about her hopes to stay in Indonesia with her daughter, who was now six. Indonesian immigration was not having it. Mother and child were deported to the USA. Still, Mac dreamed of starting a new life in L.A. Adjusting to life outside of prison is my next step, she said. Little things like going to the grocery store and the swimming pool with Stella will be wonderful. Those dreams were cut short, as she was arrested by the FBI at the airport upon arrival. You see, back in 2015, a few months after she had started her sentence, a guy named Ryan Bibbs, a cousin of Tommy Schaefer's, had been arrested on charges of conspiracy to kill Sheila Von Wies. Six months before Von Wies's murder, Bibbs had been enlisted to help find someone who could kill Von Wies. He was promised 50 grand by guess who? Yep, Heather Mack. The How to Get Away with Murder character Annalise Keating had nothing on Bibbs. He became their mentor on all things murder, communicating directly with Schaefer and Mack on ways to kill her mother, Von Wies. He suggested smothering her with a pillow and even asked if she could swim so they could consider drowning her in the ocean. Lovely, lovely stuff. Bibbs pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit foreign murder of a U.S. national. He was sentenced to nine years in prison. Further investigation also uncovered emails and texts between Mac and Schaefer. Because she and her cohorts had conspired to commit the crimes in the United States, the Justice Department has charged her with two counts of murder conspiracy 
and another for obstruction. They carry a maximum penalty of life imprisonment. Perhaps the Von Wies family will see justice served. Her defense hopes the new charges are thrown out, arguing that conspiracy was included in the trial in Bali. Heather Mack remains in jail in Chicago, awaiting trial. Her daughter is under the care of a court-appointed guardian. Meanwhile, Walker Schaefer, Tommy Schaefer's mother, is seeking custody of the child. Tommy X still faces another decade in prison in Indonesia. In the end, Sheila Von Wies was killed because Heather Mack wanted to gain control of the $1.6 million trust her mother set up for her. If you watched Knives Out from 2019, you'll know about the Slayer Statute. According to the statute, a person cannot receive an inheritance from someone they murdered. Well, that came into play, and though Mac fought tooth and nail against it, the trust has been transferred to her daughter, Stella Schaefer. There is a classic movie from the mid-1950s called The Bad Seed, and I would say Heather Mack fits this character to a T. The character Rhonda comes from a lovely family, they have a wonderful home, and doting parents, but the mother comes to the realization that her daughter may be a ruthless killer. Apparently, this movie was remade in 2018 of the same title, The Bad Seed, directed by Rob Lowe for Lifetime. I've not seen it, but uh, maybe worth watching. Guys, thanks always for joining me here on the Homicide Inc. podcast. Whew, what a story. If you like this type of true crime podcast, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you'll get notifications as soon as a new episode is released. And be sure to check out our Patreon campaign for exclusive Homicide Inc. podcasts that are available first to patrons. That information is in the description of this podcast. If you have a compelling true crime story you'd like me to consider investigating, please send me an email. And if you'd like to help support the production of the Homicide Inc. podcast, you can always buy us a cup of coffee. Your help is really appreciated. Those details also in the description and on the Homicide Inc. website, where you can hear all the podcasts and see some other cool stuff. And there you have it. So what's your next vacation spot going to be? Bali? Greece, perhaps? Ciao for now.